This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 619, The Worst Investment Advice I Ever Heard, Everywhere, by Chris Mamula with CanIRetireYet.com. And I'm your host and narrator, Dan. This is, of course, where I read to you from some of the best personal finance blogs on the planet. And I want to remind you that uh, if you have some topic requests for us, maybe something you've never heard us cover here on the show that you'd love to hear us cover, please come by oldpodcast.com and share those ideas. And I'm going to keep this intro nice and short for you today, so let's get right to our post from Chris and continue optimizing your life. The Worst Investment Advice I Ever Heard Everywhere by Chris Mamula with CanIRetireYet.com. My financial story creates an interesting juxtaposition, as I recently shared with Steve Chen on the new retirement podcast. On one hand, my wife and I did many things well with our money. We achieved financial independence quickly, allowing me to retire last fall at 41 years of age. On the other hand, we made investing mistakes that, in retrospect, could only be described as pure stupidity. The good. My wife and I are reasonably intelligent, hardworking people. Both of us are first-generation college graduates from working-class families. We each earned three college degrees and had professional success. We were financially savvy enough to get out of debt quickly, pay off our mortgage in seven years, and save approximately half our income throughout our careers. Throughout the accumulation phase, we managed to maintain our high savings rate while living lives filled with adventure, travel, and amazing experiences while we were earning normal professional salaries. The bad. We began investing with a financial advisor who we blindly trusted, handing him large sums of our hard-earned money. We later learned we paid approximately eight times more in hidden fees than we thought we were, costing us thousands of dollars each year. Following horrible advice led to costly tax planning blunders that cost thousands more annually. This combination of excessive fees and unnecessary taxes cost us nearly $20,000 in just the last year we used his services. The Ugly We weren't ignorant just once. We willingly followed this advice for nearly a decade. Considering lost compounding over decades, this was a million-dollar mistake. So how did this happen to us? It was a direct result of following what I now consider the worst investing advice you can get. Unfortunately, I hear and see it often. The worst investing advice. Conventional wisdom says investing is difficult, and most people can't manage their own investments without the help of a financial advisor. Even well-known financial pundits who encourage taking control of other aspects of your financial life suggest you punt when it comes to investing. See Dave Ramsey's advice as the preeminent example. I disagree that investing is complicated and requires professional help, but that's only the precursor to the worst investing advice. The worst advice, which I read and hear frequently, is that you should find a good financial advisor by seeking the recommendation of someone you trust. So why is this such horrible advice? Our society is financially illiterate. On average, we save little to nothing. Even people like my wife and I who are good at earning and saving money often don't know how to invest it. That's why we thought we needed a financial advisor. Those who do save and invest consistently underperform market benchmarks by several percentage points a year. The odds of your childhood best friend, the person in the cubicle next to you, or your Uncle Bob referring you to a good financial advisor are slim. It's the blind leading the blind. 
Unfortunately, people don't know what they don't know. With good intentions, people want to help. You will have friends, colleagues, and family who are happy to refer you to their guy. This is how we found our guy. We in turn referred others before realizing our errors. Letting down your guard. Because you are being referred by someone you know, like, and trust, you go into the relationship with a financial advisor with your guard down. We handed over large sums of money without doing any investment due diligence. As bad as our outcome was, it could have been worse. We weren't scammed out of our money. We willingly went along with horrible advice that is pretty common for many investors. Our decision process. We found our financial advisor by asking my parents how they invested. They used this financial advisor and his company for years. My wife and I knew our household income was substantially more than my parents. They did well enough to fund my and my brother's college tuition while being on pace for their own secure retirement. I assumed they were getting good advice at a fair price. Years later, after I began writing about investing and retirement planning, I shared what I had learned with my parents. They eventually asked me to sit down and decipher their portfolio for them. I explained what they were invested in, the associated risks, the conflicted advice they were receiving, and showed them an itemized list of expenses they were paying. From this new perspective, they realized they accomplished their financial goals in spite of, not because of, the advice and services they received. They left the financial advisor as well. Lightbulb moment. The idea that investing is complicated was deeply entrenched in my own psyche. Despite our awful experience, my wife and I still didn't want to manage our own investments initially. We assumed we just needed to find a better financial advisor. I asked a coworker who I believed had an income and money philosophy similar to mine how he invested. He used a financial advisor because he didn't feel confident investing on his own. I inquired as to how he selected his financial advisor. He told me that Dr. X and Dr. Y both invested with her. He assumed that if the advisor was good enough for them, she was good enough for him because, quote, they make way more money than me, end quote. At that moment, it hit me. How crazy is this idea that we should seek a referral to a financial advisor? How do the skills that enable a surgeon to command a hefty salary translate into knowing how to save and grow that money or evaluate the financial advisor doing it for them? They don't. What skills that enable someone to sew together a torn rotator cuff or replace an arthritic hip translate into the ability to select an appropriate asset allocation, evaluate tax efficiency of investment options, or determine the need for an annuity? None. Odds are that although they have your best interests in mind, your friend or family member's judgment and knowledge don't bode well for you either. My alternative advice. There is no substitute for self-education. Those unwilling to learn are destined to repeat these same mistakes. The financial advice industry is too rife with conflicts of interest for you to enter without equipping yourself with knowledge. Maybe the best summation is by James M. Dolly, MD, in his book, The White Coat Investor. He says, quote, The main difficulty with choosing an investment advisor is that by the time you know enough to choose a good one, you probably know enough to do your financial planning and asset management on your own, end quote. You can find extensive information in our archives to help you become a DIY investor. There are plenty of others dedicated to demystifying the process of investing as well. Take time and educate yourself. Then, if you still think you need help with your investments and financial planning, go out armed with knowledge and find a financial advisor that fits your needs.
You just listened to the post titled The Worst Investment Advice I Ever Heard Everywhere by Chris Mamula with CanIRetireYet.com. And I will keep this ending nice and short for you today, but before I go, it would be great if you could come by oldpodcast.com slash support, where you can find some of the different ways that you can support our show. And most of them are totally free, like sharing the podcast with a friend or writing a rating and review, things like that. And if you would do that, we would really appreciate it. Again, the link is oldpodcast.com slash support. And that's it for today. Thanks so much for being here and listening. I will see you back here tomorrow for the Friday show where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this podcast, but also Optimal Living Daily, the show where I read to you from even more blogs covering finance, productivity, minimalism, personal development, and more from incredible bloggers like Derek Sivers, Zen Habits, Mark and Angel, The Minimalists, and all the ones you hear on this show too. So if you enjoyed today's episode and like taking amazing blogs on the go, come on over to Optimal Living Daily and subscribe to that one too. And together, we'll start optimizing your life. You've been listening to Optimal Finance Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.